0: Welcome to the Infertility Sisterhood Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Smalley. In case we haven't met, I'm a coach's wife, a pastor's kid, an author, a small business owner, and a mom to my three miracles. Someone once told me that having a baby should be fun and free. For me, it was neither. Infertility is hard, it's lonely, it's confusing, and it just plain sucks. I want to encourage your heart and to help you navigate this road with a little bit more confidence by sharing the things I've learned along the way. So whether you're just starting out on your journey or you've been on this road longer than you want to admit, I'm glad you're here. Hi, today we are talking about seeking clinical answers. So if you rewind my story about six seven years ago. I just remember being in that place. Blake and I had finally decided that we were ready to try for kids. And it's just month after month after month seeing that same heartbreaking negative test again and again and again. First of all, there's nothing like finding out the most joyful or the most heartbreaking news while you're sitting on the toilet. So we can just... Talk about that fact openly, but I just remember being in that place of like, why is this not happening? I just knew this would be easy for us, and it was easy for my parents. It was kind of sort of easy for my in laws. Why is this not easy for us? Why is this not happening like it's supposed to happen? And I just felt in my heart and my spirit that it was time to take that next step and get testing. But I was scared. I was really scared of what we were going to find out and what the road ahead might entail. And so if that's where you are right now, I just want to encourage you. And I think these truths that I'm going to share with you are going to meet you where you are and give you the boldness and the courage to take that next step. So the first thing I want to share is that if you feel like something is wrong, go get tested. I know that they say, wait six months or wait a year. You have to be trying for a year or you have to be trying for six months. But if you are a follower of Christ, God gives us the Holy Spirit and that like the Holy Spirit convicts our hearts and just lays things on our hearts so deeply. And I believe that in those moments of trying to, I think it had been about six months, but I don't know if it had been exactly six months. I just knew something was wrong. And I wanted to follow that leading, even though I was scared. And so I just want to tell you, if your doctor is not allowing you to pursue testing because it doesn't check the box of six months or a year or whatever they are telling you, go somewhere else. You need to find somebody to work with that is all about supporting you and your end goal and your journey. And there really are no boxes that you can check perfectly for everybody's journey. So follow your heart If you feel like something is wrong or if you just would feel better knowing that nothing is wrong, go get tested. And I think that you will be glad either way that you did. So the second point is that testing provides information. Information can provide answers and information and answers can help you make more confident decisions. I think this is so important for you to hear. It is hard. There's so many decisions to make in this process, and there is not a one-size-fits-all approach. I want you to hear that again. There is not a one-size-fits-all approach. There is not a list of check of boxes that you can check for every single patient, and they're the same. So... I want you to know that in order to make the best, the most wise decisions and be the best steward of your time, your finances, and your body, you have to go through the testing. Um, CCRM in Colorado, I think the website is CCRM Fertility. I'll link it in the show notes. But they provide a great list of tests that both the male and the female should have. We also talk through all of this in season two of the podcast. And those are the tests because not all, not all offices and doctors are going to test for the same thing. And I believe in the importance of being thorough in this step. Testing does not hurt anything. The more information that you can gather the better decisions you can make and the more you can steward your time, your finances, and your body well. So get the testing done if that is where your heart is leading you. And make sure you do the research on the front end to know exactly what testing you believe you should get done. You Again, you can find the link in the show notes for that um, or listen to season two of the podcast coming out soon. But I truly believe that if you do the work on the front end, because you, you have, to, I've learned in this process, and I think if you've walked through any sort of medical thing, you know this too, you have to be your own advocate. Going and prepared to that appointment and saying, this is what I want to do and here's why, they can't argue with that. And if the doctor does argue with that, then I think that is your... Sign that it's time to find somebody else. It's so important, especially during struggles like infertility, to be mindful of the products that we put in and on our bodies. Toxins in our makeup and skincare can disrupt our hormones and wreak havoc on our bodies. Making the switch to cleaner and safer products can be overwhelming and it's hard to know where to start. For products like makeup, skincare, and deodorant, I choose Beauty Counter. With more than 1,800 ingredients they restrict from their formula, this brand is committed to changing the beauty industry by providing cleaner and safer products for everyone. And the stuff works. For more information about how to get started making the switch and to see my favorite products, visit www.TheInfertilitySisterhood.com backslash beauty counter. The next point is that it's okay to be scared, but take the next step anyways. I was scared too. I think there's not a single person who has walked this road that has not felt fearful of finding out that something's wrong or finding out what is wrong. That is normal. That is valid. That is real. But We cannot let that fear paralyze us from taking the next step. We have to take that next step anyways. So if you're in that place right now where you feel like something is wrong and you're just too scared to figure it out, I want you to join our community online and share that fear and let us walk through this next step with you. It's okay to be scared, but you have to take that step anyways. The next point is that your OB is a good place to start, but you have to remember that they are not a fertility specialist. I love my OB. I have now used two different ones because the OB that I used all through my, or OBGYN all through my fertility days, and he delivered my boy, uh, the twins retired after the twins, so I got a different OB the second time with James. And I love both of them. They provide so much value, but I think it's important to recognize that the OBGYN is their realm of expertise. Their realm of expertise is not the fertility specialist side. There's a reason there are fertility doctors. There's reason there are reproductive endocrinologists because they specialize in this. So again, if you are feeling, if you are at your OB pursuing testing and treatment and you feel like it's not working or you feel like it's time to take that next step, don't don't disregard that feeling and don't um, stay somewhere That you are not sure is the best place for you right now. We talk about this in season two, but you are not going to hurt your doctor's feelings if you go somewhere else. You have to be somewhere that they are, their end goal is. Whatever your end goal is, whether that's pregnancy or um, adoption or whatever, whatever the desire of your heart is, you have to find a doctor that is going to support you and help you get there. And when the time comes that you need to go somewhere else, if they are not supportive of that, that is a problem in my opinion. So you're not going to hurt their feelings. You're not going to hurt your OB's feelings. If you're, if you say, I think it's time for me to go somewhere else, I would like to see a specialist That doesn't mean you don't like them as a person. That doesn't mean they have not helped you and done a good job up until this point. But it might be time to take that next step. Or even if you are at a specialist and you just feel like it's not the right fit for whatever reason, I cannot say this enough. Listen to that feeling in your heart and go somewhere else. We Again, dive into that deeper in season two. But if you are not getting the answers that you need, go somewhere else. Let's be real, infertility is so hard and the hard stuff in life isn't fun for anyone. Trials that we are called to face make us feel alone like no one else can possibly understand what we're walking through. The emotions make us feel crazy. The sadness over what life should be like rips every ounce of remaining joy from us. And then we look around and feel like everyone else's life is going perfectly. So we retreat, allowing the lies and shame and isolation to win. What you are walking through is not your fault. It's unfair, it's hard, and it's messy. But there is so much hope ahead. The Bible actually gives us a roadmap for how to overcome the hard stuff in life. I want to tell you about the Overcome Journal. It's a 26-week guided journal to help you face your giants and slay them one by one. So whether you're facing an upcoming doctor's appointment that is giving you lots of anxiety or a friend that just doesn't get what you're walking through or a stack of medical bills or a big decision that's weighing heavily on your heart, this journal is going to help you sort through it all and find clarity on the road ahead. For more information and to get your coffee, visit www.TheOvercomeJournal.com. Lastly, not all clinics are created equal. Not all doctors are created equal. I think I talked about this in my story, and I know we cover this in depth in Season 2, but... I think this is important for you to know. You can go to five different fertility specialists and they're going to tell you five different things. There is not a one size fits all approach to this. And the thing that I love about CCRM, I'm so passionate about that clinic. And just FYI, they are not paying me. They have never paid me a dime. I paid full price. To go there, I pay full price to store my embryos. I've paid full price to transfer all my embryos. I paid full price for IVF. It is not benefiting me whatsoever for you to go there. So I am simply sharing because it is the desire of my heart to protect people from what I walked through and what Blake and I walked through financially, physically, spiritually, emotionally our first failed cycle should not have happened. And I want to protect you from that same thing happening. So I think it's important to know that not all clinics and not all doctors are created equal. I didn't realize this going in. I went in blind and just kind of went in with the approach of I'm gonna trust my doctor and I shouldn't have. So I think the thing that I love about CCRM is their diligence to do all the work that they possibly can on the front end with testing, blood work, ultrasounds, um, hysteroscopy, all the things that they require before you take that next treatment step. There's a reason that they do this, and it's because all this testing provides information that they need to make the best clinical decision for you and the most personalized treatment plan for you. So if you don't feel like your clinic or your doctor is doing all the front end work that they should be, stop. Stop and don't take another step with them and reevaluate and possibly go somewhere else you will never regret seeking out a better option for you and your family. Okay, to wrap this up, I am going to share from chapter one of my book called You Can Do Hard Things Because God Can Do Hard Things. At my very first Passion Conference, a Christian conference for college students, I heard Francis Chan speak. He told a story about a time when he preached a sermon And afterwards, someone told him that he looked refreshed. As Chan walked away, he thought to himself that he didn't want to look refreshed. He didn't want his life to be so easy that he had plenty of time to be refreshed. He wanted to look tired and worn down because he had been busy fighting a battle for God. He wanted to spend all of his time fighting bravely and boldly for the kingdom. So he began to pray that God would bring him battles to fight. He didn't pray for God to take away the struggles from his life. He prayed for God to give him battles and the endurance to overcome and persevere. Wow. I knew in my heart that I had never been brave enough to utter such a prayer, but I wanted to be. What would my life look like if I had that attitude? What if I welcomed hard things with open arms because I was so ready to put on the armor of God and fight? Those battles, the hard things, more than anything else in life, help us become who we were always meant to be. The fact that we are able to learn and grow and change and become wiser through hard things is a privilege. It's a chance for our faith to become deeper as we strive every day to become more like Jesus. I mean, whoa, right? What a gift. Those hard things that give us that gift, well, I'd say they are a form of grace too. One, I'm very thankful for. If you want more, head over to theinfertilitysisterhood.com and click podcast for all the show notes, links, and discount codes. If you're looking for more ways to get connected and discover a community of other women walking this road, join the Infertility Sisterhood community. There you'll find countless women asking the same questions you have and others who are just one step ahead that can offer their experience. You can find all the links to join at sisterhood.com. Thanks for joining us and always give grace.